The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents In Their Distress Podcast Caring for Orphans Sacrificially, Obediently, Practically Hi everyone, you're listening to In Their Distress Podcast, and we're your hosts, Matt and Helen. We're here with our 15-month-old twins, so you may hear them helping us out in the background. Today we want to talk about invisible orphans, children who as far as many governments are concerned don't even exist. Sometimes referred to as the erased, stateless individuals are those who have no nationality. According to the UNHCR, the international legal definition of a stateless person is a person who is not considered as a national by any state under the operation of its law. In simple terms, this means that a stateless person does not have a nationality of any country. Some people are born stateless, but others become stateless. It's estimated that there are about 10 million of these invisible persons worldwide, but most countries have no way of accurately documenting individuals they fail to recognize. In addition, the UNHCR estimates that every 10 minutes, a stateless child is born somewhere in the world. And in the top 20 countries with the largest stateless populations, at least 70,000 stateless children are born yearly. Some of these countries include Estonia, Iraq, Kuwait, Latvia, Myanmar, Nepal, Saudi Arabia, the Syrian Arab Republic, Thailand, Dominican Republic, Zimbabwe, India, and Indonesia. Today we want to take a look at what causes statelessness, the implications of being stateless, and how we as Christians should view the plight of the stateless. There are a variety of reasons for statelessness, including events that affect the legitimacy of a state and thus the nationality of its citizens, the birth of a child in a foreign country where that country does not grant citizenship to those born on its soil, and where the parent's country of citizenship does not grant immediate citizenship to those born outside of its borders, arbitrary withdrawal of citizenship by the government, administrative problems or confusion of laws and bureaucracy, and these are only a few examples. We've looked at what statelessness is, but what does it actually mean to be stateless? Imagine for a moment that a new government took over America and suddenly your driver's license, passport, and all other documentation verifying your citizenship was declared to be no longer valid. Perhaps it had been stated that because of the color of your eyes, you would even be denied citizenship under the new government. What would your life be like? If the government held strict regulations against foreign citizens, You could be imprisoned in a moment's notice. In all likelihood, you would have to hide your family away from government officials and bribe those who came to report your family. Your children would not be able to attend any public functions and you would be at the mercy of private individuals who are willing to take the risk of serving quote-unquote illegals. You wouldn't be able to legally drive a car, have a job, or travel anywhere that required showing identification. Because you couldn't work legally, you'd probably be taken advantage of by employers who knew you had no way to demand fair compensation. It's hard for us to even imagine living under these circumstances. But for those who are stateless, these are the realities they face every day. In addition, undocumented persons, especially children, are prime targets for human traffickers. After all, who's going to report the missing? And even if someone does, who will waste money to look for non-citizens? Stateless children are trafficked for sexual exploitation, slave labor, 
and even illegal adoptions. Some are taken to work in the military despite being too young as they're unable to prove their age. This is a lot to take in. Of course, our goal here isn't to simply present the information and overwhelm you. Over the course of our next few episodes, we will discuss what our vision regarding statelessness ought to be and the practical steps to get there. Until then, we encourage you to pray about what you've heard and ask God to prepare your heart and ours as we take a look at how God's Word instructs us on this issue. For citations and statistics given in this podcast, please check out our blog next Thursday when we'll post this episode as a full-length article with references and even more detailed information. And while you're checking out our blog, we'd love to hear from you. As we lay the foundations of what caring for the orphan looks like, we want to include real-life examples. If you or someone you know is caring for orphans sacrificially, obediently, and practically, please let us know. You can email us at matt at reformedexpressions.com. Or contact us through our Facebook page, In Their Distress. Thanks for listening to In Their Distress, Caring for Orphans, podcast with Matt and Helen. For more, check out reformedexpressions.com and reconstructionistradio.com. If you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next time when we discuss the Bible's view on statelessness. Thank you for tuning in to In Their Distress podcast. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.